welcome to the Take Care Sis podcast with me, Key, and Kiki. Join two friends for a conversation around self-care in real life. We'll talk about anything on the spectrum from bubble baths to setting boundaries to managing friendships and more. As your sisters, we also just want to provide a weekly check-in. You know, like big sis asking little sis, sis, you good? So come on in, sis. Let's talk about how we can take better care of ourselves. What's up, Key? What's up, Kiki? I'm good, girl. How are you? Um, you know, we record in the morning, and we don't normally do that. And I'm gonna be honest, I'm kind of a fan. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, um, usually Sunday mornings, I'm not going to lie, Sunday mornings, I'm not usually uh ready to record because usually I get up, I watch the church service, mm-hmm, and, then, and then I get up and move around. Um. I tried y'all. Y'all see how she be getting me most times when I be sleepy, right? I'm trying to do better. For no, we probably we probably could because I mean they got they got two services, so I can always catch the next one. But I try. And I think it's today on a good Sunday. Most times I be in that good bed, but <clears throat> I'm, I mean I'm terrible. I haven't really been back to church since all this uh, online stuff started happening. I'm really trying to get my butt back in there, but it been it been hard. It been hard. It has. I'm gonna try to. I don't even have a good excuse. I don't either. Oh, I moved. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure that you can you can explore and find a church where you moved to, but that's that's just your excuse. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you have it. I'm gonna let you have it. Every time I go home, my church friends be like, "Did you find a new church home yet?" Nope, Mm-mm, not yet. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not judging you, cause I mean, we both just as bad as each other. I can't say nothing, cause my mom be like, "Uh huh, Pastor talked about you today. You done got comfortable, uh huh." And I be like, "Okay, not Pastor talked about you." So listen, by the way, before we forget, right? I got this. You see my, um, <laughs> this, this, this is a Mac that I bought. So there was this like national red lip day or something like in July or August. Um, and, um, so y'all, I love Mac makeup, most specifically Mac lipsticks, right? Love them. However, I don't go out enough to actually um, validate spending Mac money on makeup. Let's just go ahead and call a spade a spade, especially like the lipstick. Cause truthfully, like I still be wearing my mask a lot of times when I go out and I can't get my lips looking all good just to go put on a mask. I digress. This was one I bought <clears throat> and I love it. But again, I don't really leave the house. And sometimes when I do, I be wearing my mask. So anyway, anyway, it spilled pretty much a full two. Girl, I couldn't find it. It's been like over a month and I couldn't find it. And I was really sad because I was like, no, I didn't lose. And I love this color and I didn't get to wear it enough because I feel like I had worn it. I had It had made like a public appearance like one time. And I felt like that wasn't enough. Girl, I found it this weekend. Do you know where it was? And I had it away. Like I had actually like put it in a place um <laughs> good job <laughs> like when i saw it i was like shut up <laughs> it's like finding hidden treasure you just be like oh my god what did i hide this for it was somewhere where like it needed to be like it wasn't like just in my purse or thrown in <sighs> Y'all have like a bath, you know, all black households have that junk drawer in the kitchen. Like I want from my bathroom and like, you know, cause it just be like, I real quick take off my earrings. I don't feel like actually putting them in 
my jewelry box. So I'll just take off my earrings, I'll throw them in there. And there's chapstick in there. There's like random things that happened in the bathroom in front of the mirror. Um, it wasn't in there. Like I had actually put it in a space that made sense. Like it was in my makeup carousel. <laughs> I had a whole makeup, uh, I don't know what to call it. It's a little stand that you can put different things in. So all my makeup stays over there. The thing that I lose is my jewelry because I'll like I'll take it with me places and I'll just put it in a baggie in a little makeup, not makeup, but a jewelry bag. And then I forget and then I'll take it out and put it somewhere else. I get it. I get it. Um, um <clears throat> I have an ear that rejects earrings. Um so <laughs> like literally just throughout the day, it'll just reject it. I'm looking and I'm looking my left ear. Earrings. My left ear is mm -hmm. the one that just Right. It just, I've had my ears pierced since I was like six months old, three months old. I was little. I've had my ears pierced since then. I don't know why in the last couple of years, my ears like, <laughs> and it just rejects the earring. So um, that's why I mostly wear like danglies for two reasons. Mm -hmm. One, because it helps. I feel like it makes my face look a little longer mm -hmm. than my round chubby faces sometimes. Um, Another struggle. And, and, huh? That I know the struggle. <laughs> yeah. And then it um, <clears throat> you know, I got long hair. I can't be wearing all these tiny earrings with all my hair. And then three, um, I like statement earrings. I'm getting into that. Um, but ultimately I'm now getting into danglies, so <laughs> I can feel actual difference <laughs> when the earring rejects or when the ear rejects the earring, so I can quickly be like, oh shit. And it's on my clothes or something like that. Like, it be sitting on your shoulder like this, and you just be like, uh, oh. and then you turn your neck and then it's gone. <laughs> so yeah, that and like I just take it and I bend the piece, you know, the piece that dangles in your ear. I just bend it so it's almost like a closure. Uh -huh. Life can be a struggle. <laughs> the earring struggle is just first world problems. <laughs> that in my mac lipstick <laughs> oh yeah i have a bunch of lipstick that i don't even wear anymore because i don't go anywhere but barely right. and then most of the time when i go somewhere i pick the same one because it's my favorite and now it's about it's almost gone and i don't remember where i got that yeah we i remember that was a running joke like in 2020 it was like y'all when's the last time y'all bought lipsticks or chapsticks now chapsticks you still gotta buy because yeah. you know, yeah, but like lipstick, like everybody was just like, man, I ain't bought lipsticks in months. Mm. So I think um, I had bought some in 2019. I literally think the next time I bought lipstick was probably my birthday trip of this year. I bought some MAC lip gloss, mm -hmm. lip glass is what they call it, I guess. <clears throat> so that was probably the first one that I had bought since the pandemic. I just bought some lip gloss a couple weeks ago. Just bought some. I don't think I've bought lip any lip things <laughs> in a while. Yep. Yep. Um, self-care ladies. Self-care. Um, also for self-care. Oh, are we there yet? Are we are we talking about ourselves? Look, I'm just gonna go ahead and finish my self-care. Me and my friend, and y'all, it was like we checked off a box. It was so hilarious. I went to see Kevin on stage last night. I'm going tonight. Um, Huh? So I'm going tonight. Oh, that's where you're going. Okay. So <clears throat> anyway, I love comedy shows. Love comedy shows. And um I decided that like comedy shows and concerts, I'm actually gonna make part of my more active routine. Like I love entertainment, so why not go support these entertainers and go, you know, go out there. Um <clears throat> but that also means y'all gotta give a quality show. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying the Kev show wasn't good at all, but I am saying that y'all gotta give a quality show because like i went and saw tony baker back in may mm -hmm. and his opening comedians were they not good not tony not tony tony was hilarious but his open comedians they could have stayed right on social media now you're gonna make me go back and look who was on that show <laughs> i couldn't even remember to tell you honestly um <clears throat> just to give you a heads up to hear more who I also think is hilarious, who is also one of Kev's friends. Yeah. He, opens, he opens up for Kev. 
Yeah, I figured. They, I mean, I went to Kev's first tour, like very first tour when he was at really yes. weird venues. It was in Greensboro, and um, Tahir was there too, and Tony was too. Yep. Tony's there and Kev. Yep, that's when I met all of them because I had I had known about Kev because I've seen Kev now three times and I had mm-hmm. saw Kev previously and so then when he it was like I think the tour was called like Kevin and Friends or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and yep it was him to hear Tony, and I feel like it was one more person that I don't think I've seen since then, mm-hmm. but yeah that was a riot. That's when I found out how funny Tony was and I've been following him ever since. Um, but anyway, well, back- Tony. Tony is on another level. That man, like, had a whole set at his son's funeral. And I'm just like, what? Like, yeah. we sitting here, just, I'm dying laughing. And he's, and I'm just like, I know the tears are coming, but you, like, for you to be able to do that is next yeah. level to me. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> that that's a great segue to something we should do in the future. Like, how... Or actually, we kind of talked about it, how people process grief or how people deal with grief and, and death and dying. Mm-hmm. Um, that was his way of dealing with it. Not yeah. only that, his son was like his biggest fan. So he felt like this was a tribute because he explained it in the show that I saw back in May. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what was going on because I didn't see it. So mm-hmm. now it makes sense. Yeah. But anyway, me and my homegirl went out there last night, girl, and we went to the early show. And I purposely bought the early tickets because I had bought the late tickets for Tony's show. And girl, I was in there like, you know the doors open an hour early and you want to get there because you're thinking that's gonna help with the seating arrangements it doesn't um not at the raleigh improv like you either you're up front for vip you're in the back for general admission now that kind of helps it kind of doesn't anyway um so we got there like doors open an hour early we probably got there right at that hour early mark or shortly thereafter mm-hmm. so we wait in line waiting to get in we're waiting to be seated we wait it was just a whole lot of waiting but girl once i sat down in that t- chair like waiting for the show to start i was like yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> so i've learned my lesson i will get the early show if i go on a saturday and that was the other thing i went on a friday night and y'all know, like, team, like, I worked all week. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Friday probably- nights are for Netflix comedy, not going out comedy. So, yeah, I, I think I found my sweet spot. Because then you get out early enough, like, you get out about 8, mm-hmm. you can still go out to dinner or whatever. Me and my homegirl, though, we was like, all right. So we drove two separate cars. She was in Raleigh, I lived in Durham. Um, <clears throat> we drove two separate cars. and. And it was like, all right, so where are we going to go? I don't really know. You know, I don't know nothing yet. So I was like, all right, um, I'll follow you. You find us a place to go. I'll go wherever. I'm flexible. So she's like, okay, girl, at some point I made that phone call. And I was like, did you really want to go out? Because, and you'll hear listening styles later. Um, did you really want to go out? And she was like, not really. But we did promise that we would go out more. And I was like, we did. But you know what? We just went out. got to be the night. I mean, that's, that counts. You, you out. Right. That counts. You are out, okay? Like, I was in my house to watch the 8 o'clock um, Hallmark show. Hallmark Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I watched the one on the own last night at 9. <sighs> my internet package I don't get on, and I'm a little disappointed. Well, I, have, I still have cable. That's the only reason I have own. My mom has Hallmark on one of her packages. And I, when I was there this weekend, I was watching Hallmark there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have to switch to my own in Lifetime if I want to try to find a Christmas movie. I have the complimentary internet that comes with my apartment, but it's not complimentary at all. Um, I'm sorry, cable that comes with the internet. Mm-hmm. It's not complimentary at all. We pay for it, um, but they just make sure that it's included in your rent. Mm-hmm. I feel cheated. But anyway, long story short, I don't get on. I miss own because like some of my favorite trash stuff is on own. Like, um, gosh, what's it called? Them people in Alabama. Um Marriage Huntsville or something. Yes, love and marriage Huntsville. Listen, that is so them people crazy. 
You know, I haven't watched a lot of trash TV in a long time, but I saw, um, I need to, and I don't know if it's on or not yet, or they just advertising for it. The Love and Hip Hop, um, what is it? Reunion? <laughs> I need to watch that. That's VH1. I know, but I need to like see that because, you know, the OG, um, <laughs> the OG reality show trash people are up there and I just want to see it. Yeah. You know? I've seen it. Like, there's nothing that really comes on TV anymore. I don't, I don't know. So, or maybe I'm just out of the, like, I didn't have cable all summer. So mm -hmm. I got into the Netflix and the Hulus and all that other stuff or like syndicated um, sitcoms. I love syndicated sitcoms. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so like, I don't know what comes on TV anymore. So I just be flipping and I keep seeing it. And I was like, no. like love and hip hop is actually where I draw the line. Mm -hmm. Listen, that's where we started, and I stopped watching it a long time ago. But listen, when they brought they brought Chrissy and Jim Jones back with all they mess, I want to see it. And they still ain't married. I want to see it. I want to see it. I started my reality TV with um, the Real World. Yeah, I remember that too. I mean, that was the yeah. That's that's the OG. Yeah. You're right. That's the OG Real World, and um. Yeah. Yeah. But I really got into it when it was loving hip hop. I was on um what was it, Real Housewives of Atlanta for a long time and then I stopped because it was just they doing the most. I probably haven't seen the last two episodes. Uh, I'm sorry, two seasons. Um I ain't seen more than that. Me and my mom, we have, we have our trash TV. Like we would get together on Sunday nights and we would, you know, kick my dad out and we would watch our trash TV. So we would watch whatever Real Housewife iteration it was. But we only really watched Atlanta and Potomac. So we watched that. And then there would, oh, um, TLC. I'm a huge TLC fan y'all um i really shouldn't be giving these people my my time like i do but i do what 90 day fiance 90 day fiance i am shauna ray i'm fascinated no. by shauna. no um, I, um, I don't watch it on the regular but you know every time i go home my mama got it on dvr and she just be like okay i need to see this <laughs> but i really love when it um when they do the pillow talk when they have the actual people from <laughs> from before talking about the people now <laughs> i think it's funny pillow talk has just given that it to me has revived that whole series because the whole series was just getting dumb because it was the same story boy or horrible non-communicative non-sociable american boy seeks woman from poor country because he can't get nobody in the u.s or <clears throat> Um, crazy gullible white woman, because it's mostly white women, crazy gullible white woman goes to African country and gets exploited by African, younger African man. Like, it, it's always a country of African descent. Like, there's been, like, a few women that have gone overseas and got men that aren't from African or African descent countries. Mm -hmm. Which I find... I find hilarious. The most funny couples, though, are the ones that it's like an American woman mm -hmm. and she is dealing with a Muslim man. Why y'all keep playing yourselves like that? Like, <laughs> you like torture. You like torture. I don't know. They all crazy. And it just, I don't see how half of them, half of them work out. I just don't. They don't. I just don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. Um, but yeah, so I was really getting tired. I was like, these storylines are all the same. And then they came up with Pillow Talk and it's revived the whole thing. <laughs> um, Pillow Talk, and then now they have a new iteration also called The Single Life. So basically oh, yeah. you get on 90 Day Fiance, uh -huh. y'all don't work out, you get single, and now you get a storyline in The Single Life. Right. Um, some of them are worth watching. Some of them continue to be train wrecks. Um, most of them you're just you. like, huh? I said Danielle. <laughs> I 
Listen, the little bit I watched, I don't even want to see her. I don't want to see her and Muhammad. I don't want to see none of them. Go. Just go back. Stop. And her and Muhammad are like friends now after he was so ugly to her. They're I like don't friends. See why she, I can't. Mm-mm, I can't. Like, you're not going to treat me like dirt and then expect me to be your friend. She's mm-hmm. really, I don't know. She really needs, she's desperate for attention and it, it shows. She legit reaches out to him when, when, when no one understands me, I reach out to him. Ain't that why you divorced him? Because he didn't understand you? Child, I can't. And don't give a damn about her. Like, <laughs> No, but unfortunately, it all, st- it all just seems that like all these people just wanted to get to America. So it's yeah. just like. Basically. Because mm-hmm. once they get here, they start acting crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about what we finna talk about. Let's let's do it. Is, it. is there a theme song? Um, I still ain't figured it out. <laughs> Come on in, sis. Let's talk about it. I don't I don't have a melody. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We're gonna get there, y'all. All right. So y'all, last week we talked about listening. No, I'm sorry. Last week we talked about communication styles. Um, We talked about being aggressive, passive aggressive, passive. We talked about all of those, right? Oh, and assertive. Mm -hmm. Um, But we would be remiss in talking about communication if we didn't also mention how someone's intention can also dictate communication as well as what's the other person or the attendant person perceives what's being said, right? Listening. Mm-hmm. Listening is just as important as to effective communication <clears throat> and listening can help improve your career and your life in general. Hearing and listening are not the same. Hearing is literally the sense that I don't want to say God gave it to you because people are born deaf, but hearing is one of the five senses. Listening, though, um, requires comprehension of the message being received. That's listening. So today we're going to dive into listening styles. Insert song that has no melody. Come on in, sis. Let's talk about it. Let's talk that about was, that was like if for the culture, it's like slow. Like come oh, on yeah. in, please be fast. Like, come on in, sis. Let's talk about it. Come on. <laughs> Go ahead. I was listening. I was listening to your suggestions and trying you to listen on to it. Because I don't want to like interrupt you and then mess up your melody, you know? Come on in, sis. Let's talk about it. All right. So what are the seven listening styles? One is informational listening. And then we have discriminative listening. Then we have biased listening. And sympathetic comprehensive, empathetic or therapeutic listening, and critical listening. Let me just say that when I was looking up listening styles, oh my God, I found so many websites on listening Mm -hmm. styles and everyone has a different number and they call them all different things. So we're going to ask you to pay attention to what's being said about the listening style. So if you know listening style as Sesame Street listening style, but we say it's on the block listening style. It's the same fucking listening style. Just mm-hmm. everybody want to coin listening styles. Um, yeah, um, mostly because listening styles is also a bag. Like a lot of um, agencies are trying to improve corporate listening and all that other stuff so they can make a little coin. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, they put their own little spin to it. But what I chose to and where I got the majority of my information from was from Better Up because we tend to use those a lot when we're talking about our self-care and employment practices. So there it is. That's where I got these seven from. So don't come for me. It's going to be in the show notes. Just look it up. <laughs> yeah, don't come for my sis, y'all. So here we go. We're going to break these down, right? 
All right. So first is an informational. Informational listening is the type of listening that you implore when you are trying to learn something new, learn a new skill. Um, you're trying to learn what the fuck your boss talking about. That is informational. And it requires a high level of concentration, attention, and focus. I am bad at this listening because I don't like I got ADD. Um, <clears throat> so examples of this are work trainings, listening to like an educational ebook, um, self self paced self learning, or when you are doing coaching. Those are examples of informational listening. All right. So our next one is discriminative. So these are the innate listening skills you are born with. It's how babies understand intention before they understand words. So it's how when in a group of foreign speakers, you know, the gist of the conversation by the tone and inflection. And it's, it also uses tone, facial expressions, body language. So think about nonverbal communication. And it's kind of like when someone says, yes, I like that, but their body language, tone, and face may say the contrary. Whew. I think that hit home. <laughs> like last night, me and my homegirl, I'm looking at her and I was like, do you want to go out? And she was like, I mean, sure. Her face, her tone, and her little shrug and head cocked to the side. I pretty much knew she didn't really, she didn't really want to go, but she was going to be down for it. So this is what prompted me to make that call about 15 minutes later and be like, you know what? Let's just go out again another night. <laughs> that was discriminative listening. <laughs> um, biased listening or selective listening. We're all familiar with these people. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> it's listening only for the information you want to hear which unfortunately may lead to distortion of facts mm -hmm. um for example and i may or may not have done this i don't know every team meeting um your boss is explaining an assignment hey y'all i need y'all to do blah 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 blah. here's what the team is going to do da, 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 da. meanwhile i'm listening to hear if i hear my name or my team or something that has to do with me specifically because i'm only half listening because i want to hear if I'm going to have to add another fork, another cup, another pebble to my cup. Like, that's what I'm listening for. Meanwhile, I'm missing what the hell she's talking about. And I'm really good at this um, or bad at it, whatever, however you want to look at this. <laughs> um, yeah, because I be trying to figure out how I'm going to juggle things. So I often implore biased or selective listening to see if it's actually going to involve me before I involve myself in what the hell she's saying. Don't recommend this, y'all. Mm -mm. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so next, <laughs> next is sympathetic listening. So this is driven by emotion and you focus on the emotions and feelings of the listener. This is often used to understand and support how the speaker is feeling. So this type of listening is crucial if you want to develop a deeper relationship with anyone in their life. So for example, if your sister is recapping her day and you hear all that she has to say and ascertain that sis needs some me time. So you go pick up your niece and nephew and be like, come on, we can mm -hmm. Cause mommy needs some woman. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Right. Um, the next is comprehensive listening. That requires language that is normally developed early in life. Um, other listening skills build upon comprehensive listening skills. Um, for example, you need to use informational listening. So remember, informational is <clears throat> when you're learning how to attend to a task. Um, you need to use informational listening to garner comprehensive listening skills. So comprehensive is almost like, or an example of comprehensive comprehensive is exceed blah 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 <laughs> an example of comprehensive listening is receiving feedback you have to be able to use different listening 
um, techniques to comprehend what is really being said. So sometimes you have to, don't use the biased listening, um, but you have to use like discriminative and informational. Sometimes you'll want to use sympathetic because <clears throat> I implore you to use sympathetic listening when someone, y'all all know somebody in your life that really might not mean the best for you, but always got the most advice for you, that's when you use selective or maybe even sympathetic listening because you'd be like, you're just telling me this because, oh, or better yet. Y'all, when the aunties come at you, the auntie and the uncles be like, yeah. And you know, you know, they just went through that divorce. So they'd be like, yeah. And you know what? Make sure that you get a prenup and make sure that da 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 da. And you'd be like, <laughs> That's when you got to use that sympathetic listening that incorporates into the comprehensive listening. So you can actually ascertain the, I had a mentor that always would say, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And forever that um, confused me. But I get, I think what I'm supposed to get from that is like, take the good with the, take the good, you know, just kind of let the bad like roll over your shoulder. Mm -hmm. But is I'm that, in the South with these crazy ass sayings. Is that, is that sympathetic listening though, the way you describe that? Like you use that to only pull what you need? Because sympathetic, I'm thinking, is more of, like I said, that you're developing a deeper relationship with them. So you actually are showing empathy towards them. Um, or are you talking more like selective listening? Like you know that they, they're coming to this conversation with a certain bias. So you're just like, eh, I'll take it with a grain of salt. Mm, you might be right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think comprehensively listening. <laughs> um, so next is empathetic or therapeutic listening. So this is when you relate to someone else's experiences, you put yourself in their shoes, you try to see things from their perspective. And this is different from sympathetic listening where you want to understand their feelings. So think of an example of your partner comes home fussing, but you know he or she has had a rough day because they had to make layoffs. So, um, and I guess that's what I was, talking about just then because you were saying sympathetic that's more of like understanding their feelings empathetic is like just trying to see it from a different perspective so if they're coming what you were saying was more selective like you know they're coming into the conversation with a different bias and you're just like all right i hear what you're saying but no nah. <laughs> no thank you <clears throat> so the article actually gave some examples but i don't want to copy them more verbatim because um plagiarism um so one example that they gave of the so in describing the difference between sympathetic and empathetic right sympathetic damn i understand where you're coming from whereas empathetic is you know what that happened to me that type of situation um so maybe the example that i gave wasn't the best about the partner coming home fussing but like you understand that this person has had a rough day so like, you know that that fussing isn't about you it's literally their frustration of what happened that day um, right yeah if that makes sense mm -hmm. the last one is critical listening critical listening is crucial to problem solving as it's needed to analyze complex information so Example, you must use critical listening to look at the bigger picture and problem solve. So analysts, um, me, people like me, like I have to do critical listening sometimes when I'm talking to partners or I'm talking to my coworkers because actually my job is to problem solve. So I gotta look at the bigger picture. I gotta pull out what they're trying to say. I gotta weed through it to do, you know, I gotta weed through it with comprehensive listening. Like critical listening, that's why I be tired at the end of the day. My mom would be like, what'd you do all day? You worked for, you didn't go nowhere. Because you have to think a lot. Quite late. Yeah. Yes. 
So just some other things to say about listening in general. One style isn't more important or greater than the other. The various listening styles work best together to help you understand the message being relayed. So there's not one incident, truthfully, where you should probably just use one listening style. Um, and this is, um, you know, it's interesting because I think of learning styles, right? And I am not an auditory learner, except for music. <laughs> like music, I think we all have to kind of learn auditorily or if you're a Gen Xer and, you know, we was listening and writing down lyrics and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I'm not an auditory learner. Like if you just tell me something and this frustrates a few people in my life, but if you just tell me something, okay. But I have to actually make it make sense to me. I'm probably gonna have to implore empathetic listening, whether you ask me to or not. I'm gonna be like, oh yeah. I remember I felt that way when da 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 da. Like I have to kind of like, yeah, when it comes to listening, right? To actually kind of comprehend and get it. I am, I definitely don't implore one listening style more than the other. Um, and that works for me. Um, but the most effective listeners not only show interest in what's being said, but they also acknowledge what's being said. So it's not just like, you know, Kiki comes to me and it's just like, oh, so with this tone. I went to see a comedy show today. And I'm like, oh girl, I'm sure you had a good time because you was talking about it. I, I didn't listen to what she said. And I'm also not acknowledging what was said. So, so. <laughs> <sighs> right. So, which listening styles do you identify with? Do you want to go key or you want me to go? Um, I think I've mentioned uh, that I pretty much do all of these. Really, I flow in between all of these a lot, a lot. Um, and to communicate effectively with me, you're going to have to flow through these a lot, a lot. And not that it's fair at all, but because I use sarcasm a lot, you definitely have to implore more than one listening when dealing with me because I am sarcastic. But I became very much aware of my listening and my verbal communication. My, um, one of the women that reports to me, English is her second language. So listen, I had the audacity to say, oh, that woman's just a hustler. She goes to Google and she was like, well, that's not a good thing, right? And I was like, no, it's not a bad thing. We know what hustler is, mm -hmm. but just looked it up in the definition and found out that hustler's kind of like a whore. So, um, yeah, I definitely had to learn that I need to be not only a better listener, because sometimes she'll express something and I then have to recognize through like context clues she didn't understand what I said, so this is her way of trying to make sense of it. So I need to be better about what I'm verbalizing. Mm -hmm. um, and I also can't use slang nearly as much with her. No. Mm -hmm. Not at all. Yep. I can't use slang at all at work. So. <laughs> so me coming and saying something like that. Mm. That's got to be so Oh, my God. You said what? That's gotta be so hard. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm used to it now. I just don't. Like when I come, when I get off work, I literally pull the veil down. Like, yeah. what's up? Yeah, I'm not, and it's probably because of the nature or the company that I work for. Because I work for an org that is full of black and brown women and that's mm -hmm. our target audience. I don't have to code switch as much. Um, I do have to do it when we work with auxiliary teammates or team members, but for the most part, my primary team, I don't have to code switch at all. So that just, yeah. it just sounds a little more exhausting. Yeah, it's very exhausting. Mm -hmm. So this is why, <laughs> this is why I keep my private life and my work life completely separate yeah. don't ask don't ask me about my personal life i'm not about to sit here and have to explain more to you 
what I did this weekend or who I went to see in concert or who I went to see in a comedy show. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But you was hustling. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so I'm, I'm like you, like you have to use the different listening styles and different conversations, different environments. So informational, of course you list, you do that when you're, Kind of at work, like you said, when you're in a meeting and you're just kind of like gathering the information of what needs to be done on certain projects. I I feel like I'm good at that. I don't have a problem with that because I want to know all the information. I do not like going into something very blind, and sometimes vague information really gets on my nerves. So like I'm gonna ask questions. What you want me to do? When you need me to do this by? And like who do I need to contact? Who is your contact for this? Like what do I need to, you know? especially if I haven't done it before, I'm going to ask questions. And if I get to a point where it ain't like I'm kind of stuck, I'm going to ask questions. And a lot of, some people don't like asking questions, like they don't like to look like they stupid. <laughs> but listen, I'd rather ask the question and get it right than to not ask the question and then look real crazy at the end when it's supposed to be done neck done right. Right. Me. I think for me, <clears throat> and... I know this is a contrast between my last job and this job in particular. I am so like, that's not my business because that's not my lane because I'm not finna do it. I am such in that place as opposed to my last job um, because everything was so, let me say this, on this job and not, I, I don't say this to be negative, I'm not saying it in a negative way, but in this job, it is so easy because all of us are extremely passionate about what we do. Right. And so in this job, we have a lot of people who like, we're like a true team and it's not a lot in most ways. And it's not a lot of times where somebody's going to be tasked something and they end up being the sole and only person that works on the team. However, I've learned the boundary that I have to set is I can't keep volunteering because I literally would be overextended if I volunteer for everything. So I've tried to maintain the boundary of that's not my business. That's Keisha's project. And I'm gonna let Keisha work on it. If Keisha mm-hmm. comes to me, then that's different. But that's Keisha. And I'd love when people would be like, hey, so who was working on that? I don't know nothing about that. That was Keisha's project, mm-hmm. right? Because <clears throat> I have the tendency to want to help or you know and that's just a boundary that I had to set however unfortunately in setting that boundary yeah I'd be like oh they ain't setting the key is so I she ain't finna do it <laughs> yeah that's where your selective listening comes in mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um I think what I use a lot and maybe this is because I'm a cancer is sympathetic and empathetic therapeutic listening Cause I like to, I don't know if I'm trying to like get to know somebody and get to know why they're saying certain things, I'm a, I'm a dive into it. Mm-hmm. If I don't care, then I use selective listening. Like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You had a bad day at work. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to go into like, well, what happened? Cause I don't want to hear it from you. <laughs> That sounds so bad, but it's true. Like, you have certain people that you just, you know, they might get on your nerves, and certain people just bring stuff to you all the time, and you just be like, nah, I ain't got it today. I don't have the capacity today to deal with it. So you use that selective listening, and you cut the conversation real short. Yeah. Yep. Um, So... Let's go into what it means to be a good listener or an effective listener. So benefits of being a good or effective listener is you can become a better communicator, avoid misunderstandings, and learn new information easily. That's simple. Active listening is the practice of preparing to listen, observing what verbal and nonverbal messages are being sent, and then providing appropriate feedback for the sake of showing insensitive to the message being presented. This form of listening conveys a mutual understanding between speaker and listener. Active listening involves utilizing multiple listening skills. Like, it's like putting everything together. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't like sandwiches. So for my case, it's like making your power bowl. It's like making your bowl at, um, what's it called? Um, Chipotle, right? You put everything, all the ingredients. It's your Cadoba or your Chipotle or your, well, I just had a new place the other day, Wasaka. Oh, it was so good. It's like making your whole bowl because I don't like sandwiches. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> um, active listening leads to full communication. Tell us about being a good listener. So good listeners are more likable. They build stronger relationships. And they have clearer understanding of the topics being discussed. Mm -hmm. And effective listeners, they make eye contact. They ask follow-up questions. <laughs> we did that last episode. <laughs> but effective listeners make eye contact. They ask follow-up questions. And they are present and attentive and do not interrupt. Woo! What? Huh? I said, what was that face for? Because I want to have a conversation with somebody, but I know it's going to lead to an argument. And, you know, last week I was apologizing. This week I want to be like, it says right here. But that's what's going to lead to an argument. So. <laughs> Utilizing only selective, like biased listening, being unattentive, or being on the defensive when listening will cause you to miss what's actually being communicated. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> yep that's right that's how it works but a lot of people are on the defensive a lot of times when they get into kind of certain heated conversations and the text message yeah that that makes me think of all the men and women conversations that we hear about now and all the crap that people say like most of the time people come into those conversations already biased they're just like okay i don't want to hear anything else anyone else has to say this is what i feel this is my stance on it and i don't care what you think that's usually the stance that or that's usually what they feel coming into the conversation so they haven't prepared for the conversation right like we say that you have to do right mm -hmm. they're not listening to the other person they don't really care what they have to say but there's no sympathetic, there's no empathetic, therapeutic, there's nothing else. It's just selective listening. And once they hear that one thing that is a trigger for them, oh, they unleash everything instead of listening to the end and maybe finding the common ground. Amen. <laughs> I just had um, to, you know. Yeah. When we talked about, when we said we were going to do an episode on listening styles, that's the last, it that's what came to mind because <laughs> a lot of stuff online now is terrible and people don't want to listen. I got into a conversation <clears throat> on somebody's on Facebook because one thing we miss for fall the culture and you know, I feel really horrible is Brittany Griner is home y'all. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about that next week. We're going to talk about it next week, but the conversation I got into where the guy just, totally wasn't listening he was like Brittany Griner um hates Americans or hates oh, America God. how did you get there she said <laughs> Brittany Griner hates America is what he said and uh -huh. the rationale was because she won't sing the national anthem and encourages others not to do so how the hell do you get from a to z uh -huh. yeah. right and it's just to me another example of very selective listening you have certain people and when i went and looked at his profile i was like makes sense um but you got certain people who like you said they hear the trigger and for whatever reason the national anthem just triggers people who mostly haven't even never served in the military mm -hmm. um <clears throat> Uh, so it just triggers those people. So anyone that's anti-national anthem becomes, mm -hmm. oh, you hate America, like Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick 
hates America because he wouldn't stand for the thing. I mean, stand for the national anthem. Not so considering the context behind it or the nuance in, in reciting the national anthem, but nobody, he didn't listen to what they were actually saying when they said that. Right, right. His selective biased listening, mm-hmm. he was only hearing for, oh, I don't, I don't fuck with the national anthem like that. And mm-hmm. boom, now you hate Americans. Right. <clears throat> So anyway, right. last week um, when we were talking about um, effective communication, the question was kind of posed like, so how does that relate to self-care? So we want to make sure to be clear to tell y'all how what we're talking about relates to self-care. So we want to tell y'all that how effective listening affects self-care is because listening is a valuable skill on both a personal and professional level like honestly people who gain and move ahead at a lot of corporations especially in my field like i work for nonprofits and the most effective nonprofit leaders are good listeners Mm -hmm. and they employ various listening styles i don't and i can't say this is true for a lot of corporate america because corporate america tends to be an output um focused let me, let me rephrase. A lot of companies in corporate America tend to be output focused. And so the more you can produce or the bigger the job that you can produce or the more money that you can produce or whatever, those people tend to climb the corporate ladder. But in nonprofits, it requires you to be an effective listener. Mm-hmm. So that's the professional. And then personal, like, listen, to deal in these relationships, you gotta be an effective listener because sometimes I really thought we was talking about his day, but we weren't. We were talking about how he was mad from something that happened two days ago. Mm-hmm. But how can we improve it though? How can we improve these skills? Okay, because I needed a minute. Um, I know you did. <laughs> I was just trying to pave it away for you. For you. We ain't trying to get, we ain't trying to get our blood pressure up today. Mm-hmm. Not at all. All right. So how can we improve our listening skills? The first way you can do that is to establish why you're listening, right? So when you're entering a conversation, consider reflecting briefly on what the goals of the conversation are and how best you can listen in that moment. If you're listening to be efficient, to avoid conflict, to gain attention, support or entertain or you may be wait if you are only listening to be efficient to avoid conflict to gain attention support or entertain you may be shortchanging the communication this is important because for example right um i am one of those people that when i would actually go to work and entertain a nine to five, I needed a minute when I would come home, right? So if I came in to a talkative ass partner and he had all the questions and what did you do? How was your day? I needed a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially I need a minute if you need attention or you need something from me. So if you need me to have my super listening ears on or you need my attention and my affection, not just not just you want to tell me something just to get it out, but you need me to actually attend to it in any way, whether it's to hold your hand or whether it's to be like, yo, that was fucked up. Like if you need me to attend to it, I need a moment when I get home in the evenings, right? So I then have to establish why I'm listening from the gate or I need to tell people, I don't have the capacity to deal with that in the moment. Let me call you right back. Uh-huh. Or I don't have the capacity to deal with that. Give me five. But yeah. I had to learn Recognize how you usually listen. Our usual listening skills may be effective at work, but may not work as well when dealing with family. So we caution you or we implore you to be flexible. So take, for example, um, I have several friends who are therapists. Mm. Sometimes I just be wanting to vent, right? But they put on going to therapy mode. They go into therapy mode, not be like, no, I don't want that. I just, I just wanted to get this off my chest. Right. right? 
Like, I just want to vent. I just want to cuss. I just want to, you know, get it off my chest. I don't want you to come at me like a therapist and ask me what I need to do. I don't need that right now. I will ask you later what I need to do. Maybe I'll call back in for a problem solving session, but right now I'm calling for a venting session. Mm-hmm. 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 And then it's hilarious. They're always like, oh, I don't want to go into therapy mode on you. <laughs> so next is be aware of who the focus of attention should be. Mm. This sounds juicy. Empathetic or therapeutic listening can often shift the conversation narrative and often preclude the message of the person communicating. True. And be sure to return the focus back to them. So an example of this, somebody tells you, I really need a vacation. They, and you come back with, I just came back from the beach. It was so great. Oh my God. I stayed at this all-inclusive resort, but enough about me i'm concerned about what's going on with you that's how you turn it back around now if you would have flipped it and kept going and kept talking about the margaritas you was drinking on the beach and how good you felt and you never asked that person how they felt that's a one-sided conversation you just really invalidated their feelings Mm -hmm. and then if we want to go further you know listening to their need for a vacation uh, and this is probably my bias again, um, you know, you can hear that they need to va- go on a vacation and they want your, you as a friend to go to the beach with them. <laughs> Maybe that's me wishing. That's you wishing. That's me wishing. Okay, so it wasn't, what I just said wasn't valid. It was just me wishing. Okay, so next on being an effective listener is adapt the listening styles to achieve the conversational goals so stay focused on the speaker and the goals of you listening so remember back to the beginning you know you want to set the goal for listening so if my friends or if i tell my friend i'm just here to vent right the my expectation is that they will stay focused on me don't make this about them and the goal will be listening to me letting me get this off my chest i don't need no advice I don't need you to be like, well, what you should have did or what you could have did. I don't need none of that. Just listen. So, for example, often when you're tired, you may default to your factory settings or your primary listening style, which could be I am a problem solver, right, on my job. So a lot of times when people are telling me something, I immediately go into problem solving mode because this is what I do, right? But if I take a step back and focus, on my partner and the goal of listening is for him to tell me about this new adventure that he wants, I can stay present and stay out of an argument. Right. (laughs) Yes, you can. And the last way to improve your communication is to ask, am I missing something? So a person may start talking and you may not be able to tell why they are speaking with you or how you should be listening. It is okay to ask if you're missing something to ensure that you are effectively or actively listening. So last week week we said this, right? We said that when you're talking to someone or you're communicating to something to someone else with a different communication style, if if you don't understand what that person is saying or they don't understand what you're saying, you ask, am I missing something? This is good in professional settings because, you know, we can be real passive aggressive in (laughs) professional settings and people can try to get their point across. But if you're passive aggressive towards someone and they are more direct with their communication, ask them, am I missing something? Like, did we have a problem? What's like, what is going on? You know, am I missing something? Did I miss a deadline? Did I miss a critical detail to the project like what did i miss that can clear up a lot of things that can provide a lot of clarity and you can move forward in your communication just by listening that is a form of active listening and it shows that you're actually trying to gain clarity in the situation amen I was going to say, and that goes for our significant others, too. 
So when you know y'all have these misunderstandings and you know y'all get a little voices get a little high, you know the tone changes a lot, you know. Am I missing something? Why are you mad at me? Did I miss this? What happened? Cuz I think we went from here, we went from 0 to 100 real quick and um I we need to back up cuz I don't know what I missed. <laughs> Here you look a little triggered there. You're like Experimenting with how we listen solidifies our active partnership and conversations. It expands the space for others to reveal what really matters to them and can actually be more efficient if we get to the heart of the matter more deliberately. Through intentionally applying new ways to listen, we build relationships, understand others, and collaborate and problem solve more effectively. Amen. Amen. And amen again. Mm -hmm. Kiki, what are some other ways you can use your knowledge of communication styles and self-care? Oh, I said it before. If somebody's getting on my nerves, I can use selective listening. And um. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but also um, for self-care, like I said, if you're in a conversation with someone and you think it's going well and they just kind of switch up on you, ask them, "What's am I missing something? What's wrong? You know, like, you know, the communicate, not the communication, the listening styles, they tell you to um, acknowledge what the person has said and then, you know, ask what you were missing. So if you repeat back to them what they've said to you, maybe they can pull out a part that you missed or pull out a part that you just kind of misunderstood and they can turn it around, clarify it for you and y'all can move forward. That's a big part of self-care because if you just go around, you just want to be mad at them for no reason. You're not asking why baby, both of y'all going to be mad. Your blood pressure going to be up. You're going to be sick. Like you just, it's, it's a, it's a domino effect. <laughs> mm -hmm. We ain't trying to be sick from like non, you know, bad communication and bad listening. We adults, y'all, just ask the question. Ask the question. And personally, I want to use better, effective, or better or effective communication, my self-care, because I want to stay out of argument. Yes. This is true. This is true. Nothing wrong with you. You ain't got to look like that, because I, I agree. Because <laughs> who wants to sit arguing all the time? Nobody. I just want some love, like come and come hug me, come hug me. <laughs> is, Mercury, right, is Mercury in retrograde or something? Um, Ooh, that's a, <laughs> that'd be the first question you asked me. Like, is Mercury in microbrains? Did I miss something? Did I miss something? Are they too tight? Mm -mm. I think they cut up when like. Saturn's in retrograde or something. I don't know, but you'd be like, go to your horoscope. Like, what is happening? <laughs> the reason we said Mercury is in retrograde, y'all, is because Mercury is the supposed to be the the planet of communication. And when it starts to turn back the other way, that's when all communication gets fucked up again. So if you start to see that you're in more arguments, like you're miscommunicating, like everybody's misunderstanding what you're saying, or you misunderstanding what everybody else is saying. It's probably a good chance that Mercury is in microbraids and they too tight. <laughs> anyway, we have held y'all hostage long enough. We have. Uh, I'll go. Uh, we hope that you listen. Um, share it with your partners. So y'all Oh, yeah. Yeah, share it with your partners because we ain't trying to argue today. It's Sunday, y'all. It's self-care Sunday. Take care of yourselves, okay? Share it with your people, um, share it on social media, engage with us with our posts and stuff. Talk to us, y'all. Let us know how y'all like this, um, what you learned from it, how you, uh, how you related to it, all those things. And, um, you know, all the good stuff, like, share, subscribe, comment, all that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we still, we still giving y'all questions out here. Go on and look on Spotify. Go on and scroll down when you go to the episode answer the question mm -hmm. oh and rate us 
Eight, yes, rate and review. Five stars, please. Five stars, and go ahead and say, you know, we love to hang out with our homegirls, Key and Key. That's it. Mm-hmm. Thank that's you. Call me. Like he said last week, we just that's our Christmas present. That's what we want for Christmas: a rating yeah. and review. Mm-hmm. Rating mm-hmm. and review. That's it. All right, y'all. That's all we got. We gotta go because we got stuff to do today. I'm about to go film the rest of this stuff while I'm feeling good, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to the comedy show. It's self care Sunday. <laughs> so see take care this week don't forget to take care of yourself pour back into you all that good stuff same friend same friend same <laughs> alright y'all we out bye this is- this is-